Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Queens, welcome back. We have Dr. Laura Miranda on today. Um, By trade, Dr. Miranda, DPT, MSBT, is a New York-based doctor of physical therapy, certified personal trainer, and creator of Pursuit, the outdoor fitness movement. She's also an author, speaker, and has appeared in and writes for many major publications like Shape, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, and Girls Gone Strong. By mission, she empowers people in their path toward becoming the best possible version of themselves. To learn more about Dr. Laura on her website, drlauramiranda.com and stronghealthywoman.com and follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks so much for being on, Dr. Miranda. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we will get started. Had the pleasure of listening to you at the Female Athlete Summit. So tell us about how this great background that you have shaped your path and has helped you work with athletes. Um, Yeah, so my background is like many of us. Um, I started as an athlete in like first grade, like came out of the (laughs) womb, throwing a ball, kicking a ball, hitting things, you know. Um, And that led me to uh, a severe knee injury in Mm. high school like right in the middle of my high school career. Um, ACL, like many female athletes have dealt with, unfortunately. Um, and that sort of, it was more than that too. I blew out like seven different things in my leg. But oh, um, that led to, the, that started the path of me um, in this field, in both the rehabilitation field and the fitness field. Um, and truly in the mindset field as well, um, because I didn't know it at the time, of course. It just was like a devastating thing that happens to a 14-year-old when your whole life and your whole identity has changed around um, and you have to figure it out. You have to just figure it out and how to get better. And what I realized is that I, I came from like, you know, like many injuries, not being able to walk, not being able to move to back to full speed, full full strength. Full, and that was my first introduction to like strength training mm-hmm. and let alone just the rehab aspect of everything. So that set off my career into my my scholastic career into my then undergraduate in exercise science, my master's in physical therapy, and then my doctorate in physical therapy as well. So I have I just studied my butt off for so many years <laughs> to become to like be able to be I was inspired and empowered by those badass females that that were my therapists back then. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like I want to be like them. I really <laughs> from that minute, you know. Um, and I just sort of grew my career. I'm in New York City, so, like, I had to sort of fight and claw my way to the top. And I figured out a way to just work in, like, like create a team. I created an, create an outdoor team. The gym is, like, never really, like, a, a favorite place of mine. It definitely mm-hmm. is. I love to lift heavy weights. But I have made my entire business model around getting a group of women together in the park in the morning 
and sweating our butts off and just sort of like recreating that like that team on the field hardcore training aspect love it yeah i'm with you i'm not a gym rat no i can't (laughs) i can't handle that treadmill inside no way right i mean why it's like you want to be earning the bleachers you want to like smell the grass and you're like running just you want to i feel like we're always just trying to chase that like recreation of that feeling that we got Mm -hmm. playing as kids i really do you have a really good point. Like, that's so much the fun aspect of the sport of, like, being outside and connecting to nature and, yeah. Hearing the mm-hmm. birds. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I, I really appreciated your interview on the Female Athlete um, Summit where you talked about empowering athletes during times of injury, not only physically but also mentally. Can you um, – obviously, you don't have to recap the whole interview, but can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, so I – obviously dealing with with multiple injuries myself that was not the first ACL tear in my life that was one of three um so that was personal yeah that was personal um but also like obviously working with patients and clients um for my entire for the last 20 years of my career um in these fields I've seen what like we're trained bottom line as a western medicine we are trained in the hardcore black and white science Mm -hmm. of rehab and and getting stronger and getting better we are not equipped or or trained let's say to deal with everything that comes with that and i know my experiences like the emotional side of it right The, the psychological side of it and i know that my experiences have shaped that my own personal ones thank god i wasn't just like sailing straight through life with no you know huge roadblocks um so as a physical therapist, as a trainer who mostly works with women and female athletes, um, the major thing, number one, first and foremost, is, is understanding. Whether you're the coach, especially if you're the client, uh, the, the athlete, or if you're the, even the parent, you have to understand that what this actually does, how detrimental this actually is for the patient, for the, for the person, the injured person. It's our sense of, their sense of identity. It's their huge source of self-esteem. It is like who they are in the world. Um, and without a, just a concept of understanding that this is actually expected for you to feel really terrible and for you to be, you know, who am I, what am I, uh, uh, what's my future like, what is it, the end, you know, um, I have no place to like relieve my stress. It's, for many athletes, it's like how you get rid of the day, you know, mm-hmm, you like yeah. go sweat it out and run around and kick things and hit things. <laughs> um, so as the people that are in charge of the athletes or the athletes themselves, it's really, really important just, like I said, to understand um, that the consequences of these injuries goes way worse. It's so often it's worse than the actual ligament tear or the muscle strain or the ankle strain. Um, and there are many tools to, to deal with that. And I don't know how much you guys want me to go, how deep you want me to go into it. Sure. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Go deep. Go deep. Deeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, so number one is just, uh, acknowledging it with, with, with all of our problems acknowledging your issue is, is number one um, but the, the the stuff is first of all this was not stuff that I, I was ever taught I, I mean I had could you, we we talk as practitioners and, and as like coaches or trainers or whatever and we we hope that everyone has the same team around them like mm-hmm. on, on this podcast or or this call it's like I'm speaking from my point of view where you have excellent you know helpful family members and helpful coaches and helpful teammates, but that's not always the case. So yeah. sometimes there's a figure it out yourself. Um, so first of all, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay that if you can't cope and you can't show up um, that, that every day of practice it, as who you used to be, 
because you're sidelined from this injury, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kids think you just have to like suck it up and hold it in, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and first of all, I, all these steps I'm going to go through are helpful to apply to any roadblock that comes our way. Any roadblock, like mm-hmm. whether it be family stuff, like if an adult, whether it be work stuff, it's like you can apply all these tips to that, to, to, um, you know, it's pervasive through your life. So on, it's like you, if you, an injury is a blessing in a way, I always call it a blessing because you are forced either as a kid or as an adult to learn these, um, these things the hard way that you may not even have had to learn if you didn't, if you weren't stuck in this condition. Sure. So looking at it as a blessing. Um, so it's okay to ask for help. Number one, uh, number three probably is um, working on how you are talking to yourself. Self-talk. Mm-hmm. Positive mm-hmm. attitude, right? Um, yeah. Showing up for yourself. You know, rehab is humbling. Injuries are humbling. Um, what is not helpful and will slow down your injury recovery process is talking to yourself like you're a piece of dirt. Mm-hmm. You're weak. You can't do it. You know, pick it up. Come on, suck it up. You know, with boys, this is a little bit different. This is sort of the the mantra sometimes, um, but it's just not true. And and if, if you're internalizing that as the, as the athlete, um, it's actually going to slow down your pro- progress. A lot of mm-hmm. research has shown that that you have to believe it's going to hurt. Well, it's going to hurt, but you have to believe that it's going to help. That you're going to it's going to work, and you're going to get better. You're going to mm-hmm. come out stronger on the other side. And that's the purely like forget the emotional stuff for a second. As a physical therapist. Um, like orthopedic, working with sports um, athletes and just training as well, you come out stronger after rehab than you ever did going in. Absolutely. Because you're forced to work on this stuff (laughs) that you probably would have not sat there and done those little tiny, like humbling exercises before. That's very good point. Right? I don't know if you guys have had experience injuries. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm in the ACL club with you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Badge of honor, though, right? right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That scar. Yeah. The lovely scar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the next one is, like, it, adhering to that rehab program. Mm-hmm. Again, if let, let's say the, the injured athlete is not, like, in an actual formal rehab setting. Figure out, find a trainer, find a coach, find someone who's going to help. Because sometimes doctors are like, you're fine, walk it off. You know, like, you're a 14-year-old or 12-year-old. But often that's not the case. And that can set up a lifelong sort of cascade of uh, issues if not dealt with but if you are given a program hopefully if you seek it out um stick to it sounds dumb but it only works if you do it right <laughs> right mm-hmm. like anything else it yeah. only really works it could be boring and tiring and monotonous but for a lot of athletes having their focus because your focus is always on training right it's always on being better athletes throwing farther running faster kicking whatever the thing the sport is um when you're in rehab throw all of that energy into that so mm-hmm. all the support staff, support help around you um, should be supporting that. The coaches should be supporting your efforts, you know, your your family, your friends, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's amazing how um, kind of the research that's coming out and how your rehab um, progresses better when you get the mind on board, too. So hopefully that is a motivator for athletes to focus on that as well. You said getting their mindset on board? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's and you know, what I tell what, what I tell people is you have to speak to yourself like you're speaking to a young child, mm-hmm. supporting that young child. Would you, you know, would you 
say, yeah, but I'm not there yet. Like, yeah, but you're not there yet. No, come on. You're weak. This leg is weaker or that arm is, that shoulder is like talking smack to yourself is going to, like you said, the research is, is, it slows down the process. You Mm -hmm. don't heal as quickly. Mm -hmm. You have to be on board. Mindset is is absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. I often talk to them and they need to treat it just like they would their training. You got to go in fueled. You got to give it all you've got. You got to do what they ask you to do afterwards in between. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, you have a refreshing kind of fun approach to fitness. Can you speak more about um, your philosophy around that? Absolutely. Um, uh, I think one more thing I, I wanted to say oh, yeah, too is before we move on to that is that probably an important piece of, of the recovery process after injury is um, like staying involved, mm-hmm. staying involved with the team, staying involved with coaching. Perhaps you get to see a different side as a player when you're on the other side, mm-hmm. the whole thing changes if you stay engaged because you'll see what the coach starts to see. You'll see how your players are acting. You'll see how they're talking to themselves. Maybe you become, you know, really strategic at, at seeing things on the field that you wouldn't normally see because you're usually on the field or on the court. Um, so, you know, if, like I said, if, you're, if your uh, team is not encouraging you to get involved, get back in there. You know, mm-hmm. can you throw balls? Can you grab balls? Can you, you know, whatever you can do, do it. Um, show up to practice early, ask the coach what they need. You know, any really every little thing helps and counts. And that is what emotionally and mentally, to bring it back to your point, is what keeps your mindset involved versus, you know, the sad, could be the sad version of yourself, like laying on the couch, like, woe is me, I'm getting weaker and skinnier and, you know, losing my game, I'm losing my touch. So. That's a very good point. I've known a lot of athletes who, because of an injury and seeing the other side, decide to go into, like, coaching or, Mm -hmm. you know, physical therapy or athletic training because they're able to see that side of it. Um, So that's a really good point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here today where I am, for sure. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And you're not alienated from the team, which is probably most Mm -hmm. of your friends, most of your support system. You're Mm -hmm. making them still be part of it. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that fun approach to fitness that you were speaking about um, at the beginning of um, our interview. Can you speak on your philosophy a little bit? Sure. Um, It took me a while to develop. um, So, like I told you, my background is all this science stuff um, about human movement. And I I I became a personal trainer uh, in grad school because I needed to make money. <laughs> no, with no intention of working like in fitness. You know, I was going to be a PT. Like I was going to be a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, Oh, well I live in New York city. So many opportunities to make a lot of money doing that. So I, I did it and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. What I did not fall in love with essentially was the confined, um, transition that I felt from court field that realm of training to being inside of the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, the four, four walls in the gym, it's like, where are my teammates? You know, like where, who's pushing me? Like who's externally coaching me to be better and stronger? And, and it felt like a huge disconnect. And for my clients as well, because I would attract, you know, ex-athletes mm-hmm. that were, you know, really fit, really strong, you know, and they wanted to train in that way as well. Where weights didn't really cut it. It's an essential part of the program. Don't get me wrong with everything in terms of, being better and stronger, but 
I took every I took that and I was like, well, what if I take everybody outside? So in Central Park, middle of Central Park, it's five thirty in the morning. I started this group fitness group fitness program. So again, that attracted like a certain interesting group of people who were all crazy and like I love the morning, you know. So, yes, so you guys are special. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> right? It's like it's like family. So, um, long story short, I, I developed this methodology where instead of also just staying in one spot of the park, we will go around we travel basically i work out on the go and it was really my way of like getting people to move more and run more because it's a, what's a typical group workout you stand in one spot right mm-hmm. either right in the gym and even if it's outside so what i did i'm blessed to um have like here in at least downtown and where i am like steps of city hall the brooklyn bridge and it's always in like a mile radius um, Wall Street, there's all these monuments. And so what that creates is this like urban landscape and this parks too. And so this urban landscape where I, I train my clients as we go, as we run from one place to the next, oh using God. the steps, That's using really cool. fences, yeah. benches, mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm trying to like, it's called pursuit. And I, I then made it in space certification for trainers to um, run their own pursuit programs. And I'm lucky enough to have pursuit trainers all over the world right now on, uh, in about, I think, eight eight different countries. Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so I can't imagine, on. like, looking forward to that workout versus, like, oh, my gosh, I've got to drag my butt to the gym. <laughs> right. Right. You, it's like you want to feel the sun in your face. You want to be outside. And, and, and the big picture is what I want to inspire and impress upon people, especially athletes. Like, when the game is done, when you graduate, when you're done and sports are, like, over, quote-unquote, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, so many people fall off. There's statistics where you just, no matter how athletic you were when you were younger, you get to a certain point in your life, work starts, you know, college is over, and then that's it for you mm-hmm. to, and your body and your health decline. So it's like go find a way to mimic the stuff you used to do um, and and in a way that, that makes you feel those same feelings, right? So that's kind of my philosophy. And also my the biggest deal with that whole thing is that is that everyone I feel should be able to work out when they just when they have nothing when they have a bench when they have just a patch of grass when they're in their apartment or a home it's i think it's inhibiting when we we i speak to myself too as trainers like just and um teach people how to just use equipment in the gym or just use a you know that piece of cardio equipment or whatever that's limiting Mm -hmm. right so i'm trying to change the conversation i'm trying to change the, the the focus through pursuit to show people that you know fitness is everywhere and anywhere you want it to be and you have the most accessible pervasive thing in the world the ground under your feet and your own body mm-hmm. you mean i don't have to buy all that fancy weird equipment that i don't know like no. <laughs> it's use dust anyway. collect, dust and laundry <laughs> collected on it <laughs> right right exactly mm-hmm. the coat hangers yep i love it <laughs> At the end of each interview, we like to ask how um, our interviewees live out the fit philosophy. So how do you find balance in performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self when you're so busy? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be a, a stumper. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like it's it's the battle, I think, with any type A personality, let's mm-hmm. say, or recovering perfectionist because because I like I try to do so much and 
as you guys know, like running a running a small business, you're like a one man show. Yeah. Often. Yeah. One or two man show, you know? And so you're doing everything. Um and I have experienced where that has I did so much that I drove myself into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I had I had some adrenal issues, definite like energy issues and and I'm the one over here that's supposed to be the motivator, right? I'm supposed to be the one teaching everyone. And I, I felt, this happened, there was a period like last year, I, I felt like um, a fraud, mm. like imposter mm. syndrome, because yeah. I wasn't living my truth that I was telling other people to do as well. And I realized that stemmed from two things, from number one, trying to trying to only be the best. And like, and if it wasn't the best, it was nothing. It was like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was terrible. Um, <laughs> and not taking time out for my self care. And for me, that bleeds. And for probably most people, I know for most people, it bleeds from sleep. I, I stop sleeping as much and um, I start slowing down or skipping workouts. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's the detrimental effect of my entire life. I was like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So I just slowed down. I slowed down. I started asking for help. <laughs> well, that's probably the first tip I gave on this call. Um, and I prioritized that it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be perfect, everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And what that did was set me free. It doesn't mean I'm not going to work hard. I'm not going to try to be amazing. But like, I just set my um, mindset on first, number one, sleep, eat healthy, train, and then from there, everything else happens. And everything else, like, grows out of that. Mm-hmm. Great. The more consistent I am for that kind of stuff. So I think maybe the take-home message is for all of us, for everyone listening, is, is for, to know when you're off the rails. Mm-hmm. When, when you're off the rails. <laughs> Going off the rails on the crazy train. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and whatever that is, right? Whatever that measures. Like, really, it could be, like, three months of skipping skipping you know eating healthy or you know a week for some person some people but um it's knowing when that's happening and shortening that recovery loop because the hugest message biggest message and, and i teach through pursuit and through all my teachings is um it's going to keep happening like right we're going to like all like mess up whether mm-hmm. it is whatever it is with our training with our sleep with our work but in when it happens the next time you get to recognize it sooner and you can shorten the amount of time that it's affecting you. Yeah. So it could be like three months miss and it could be like a one week and one day, mm-hmm. you know, you shorten that, that period. So oh, that's okay. kind of my gist on that. The recovery Your loop. fit philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> my fit philosophy. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking your time and we're going to have to check out if there's a Kansas city pursuit. Yeah. I was just that thinking we'll talk about starting one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I got to check that. I don't think there is right now. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. Any trainers out there, get one started. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I'll feed Kara extra coffee in the morning. Okay. I need it. I'm not a morning <laughs> workout person. I can't. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing more about what you do in the future. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on, guys. You yeah. bet. Thanks. Bye, Bye-bye. Queens. Thank you to our sponsor today, Sentimano Counseling. Sentimano Counseling is the premier perinatal mental health practice in Kansas City, treating mood disorders during pregnancy and postpartum, perinatal loss, infertility, eating, and exercise disorders. Go to sentimano.com for further information about the practice and services. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen.
And Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.